Welcome to the Skip It podcast, where we relive the iconic 60s TV series, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. I'm Ashwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Lee and Johnny. Hello to you both. Hey, everyone. Hello. Now, the episode we're looking at today is called The Liar Bird. It's from season one, episode six. Is that right, Johnny? Episode six? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, that's... It's probably worth just reminding listeners, though, that back in the 60s, continuity wasn't really an issue. You could pick up the show in any episode. (laughs) But it is is very season one. And there are some unusual elements to this episode, as though Skippy was trying to find its feet. I think there were some things that I hadn't seen before in the series. Um, oh, and I just want to say off the bat, before you even get started, I actually really, really like this episode. Yeah. Okay, good. What did you think, Lee? Just off the bat, opening comments? Look, I don't want to give away how many gum leaves I'm going to... No, no, <laughs> yeah, no I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, sorry. jumping the gum leaf. But uh, yeah. no, I think overall it was, uh, it was it definitely made me laugh a lot. So that's for, okay. good points for comedy. Yeah. Now, let me, let me get into that. Okay, so this one, it features guest actor Gita Rivera as Lisa. And a little fun fact, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, the word Gita also translates as song in Hindi and Sanskrit, which suits her role in this yeah, episode. Very much. Really good. And yeah, and it was directed by Eric Price, which is a name that comes up a lot, and written by Joan Levy. So the episode kicks off with some strong clarinet music, which in <laughs> Skippy is usually a sign of something ominous to come. Um, and the National Park is being drenched in a heavy storm. A mm. waterfall is gushing and possums. There's a possum hiding like he's never seen rain before. <laughs> what did you guys think about this opening rainfall barrage? What was going through your heads? It was very lush. Those shots of the rainforest made it look pretty adventurous with the waterfall. And yeah, I, I thought it was pretty, like, I really liked those shots. It really set the, it set the scene. Uh, I don't think we'd uh, seen a scene with uh, that much rain before either in the National Park or in Skippy yet. So it was really yeah. good to see that change. Um, and yeah, and I love that ma- um, magical, I described it written down, magical waterfall scene. Um, mm. That was pretty awesome. It was. It was kind of therapeutic, like a nature documentary for those first few Oh, seconds. yeah. And there was a white possum. Which I was like, oh, wow, they're pretty, like, you don't see them all the day. And and then, yeah, and there was a ringtail possum. I just want to note the actual types of possums. They're, I don't know. I think the white possum is a type of brush-tail possum. I like how in the possum community, the white possum is the minority. That has <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> it's very vulnerable, yeah. like, against yeah. those, those backdrops of green and brown. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. So this rainfall is gushing down. And one thing I noticed about the cinematography in this opening scene, there's quite a few dramatic close-up of these possums that you mentioned, which more dramatic close-ups of animals than I remember seeing in the, so- in the series so far, which is mm. a, uni- yeah, a, new- a unique aspect to this episode. And then we cut to a woman unconscious in the bush. So this is quite a striking way to start the episode. Did you have any ideas, Johnny, of where things were going at this point? Well, um, yeah, because it had Skippy skipping through the rainforest, like the, I'm sorry, the forest, um, but it is rainforest, isn't it? That definitely did not look like the same Skippy kangaroo either. It looked like a completely different kangaroo. Yeah, it looked a little bit ratty, but maybe it was because it was wet. And, oh, and there was a kind of a koala too that looked at Skippy. He Skippy probably swore at him, I'm guessing, and told him. <laughs> To go stop it and um, get out of the rain, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? You. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was really crazy. And Ooh. sorry, there was another thing. There was a cut to a snake as well. There was a koala, and then there was like a, a python up in a tree. Yeah, it was um, very Jungle Book. Yeah, it was like you got the full scope of nature, and then we've got a woman in a um, zebra. It looked like Rainbow? Cruella. I thought it looked like Cruella de Vil. I'm like, yes, she's wearing. Yeah, she's got very Cruella de Vil. I didn't know it was a raincoat. I just thought she was wearing this Cruella de Vil mm. outfit. And I, I thought, okay, is she meant to be a villain? Because immediately those colors make me think of that character. Yeah, I thought it was definitely sinister. But they, you know, like maybe the, even the music maybe suggested that. But then it sort of just cuts from her when she is like asleep in the rain yeah. against a tree. And yeah. I also think we're, we're quite naturally suspicious of any visitor to this rainforest because they usually launch yeah, a, an automobile race or they electrocute an animal. They've never come with good intentions. Well, especially if they're a foreigner, which they've set that precedent repeatedly, is that if you're a foreigner in the <laughs> you're rainforest, bad. you're probably a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> xenophobia. And, if, right and if you're old or a woman, you'll mostly likely get lost <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. injured. Another thing that struck me about this section of the show, we, we see a long stretch of animals with no music, and this is when we needed the clarinetist the most. Yeah, yeah. Let me take you from the mysterious woman. So Skippy then runs off, as a good Skippy does, to tell Sunny what he what she has found. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then Sunny feeds Skippy and then goes back to bed, but Skippy doesn't want to bar of it. And this is a recurring theme of Bunny. Sunny <laughs> often dismisses Skippy's attempt to get help, which is weird because often when Sunny does help, they'll find a body in a ditch or something. You'd think he'd learn to take Skippy well, seriously once. Yeah, no matter what, just do whatever Skippy says. And also what I took note of was the, the rain machine, like just like outside the window um, yeah. because it's not, really raining there it's just a rain machine because um that patio is crap because it's not covering anything the rain's <laughs> just coming in and um yeah he it's so weird that little sequence where he puts out food and then the um and skippy oh, just right. hops away and then the little possum comes yeah it's the first time i've seen skippy treated like a dog <laughs> in the whole series the weird yeah, thing yes, though, though is yeah. If Skippy can talk to Sonny, and we've already seen enough evidence of Sonny understanding Skippy pretty fluently with some fairly intricate dialogue, how mm. did he get confused by, there's a woman lying unconscious in the forest, oh, Skippy wants some food, yep. I'll put food in, how, how did that mistake happen? Yeah, maybe Sonny's not a morning person. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, it's very convenient when he completely understands Skippy and when he has no idea or he just totally misconstrues what Skippy wants yeah, and no. needs um it's, that's a there's a tension and isn't there because they wanted him to have that telepathic power with skippy because that's quite cool in some scenes mm. but in others it removes the dramatic tension of not mm. knowing what skippy wants you can't have it both ways we right just hope that no one remembered previous episodes where he yeah and then sunny gets up again he asks skippy to come out of the rain and skippy then he does understand him because skippy then pretty much tells him to go get his raincoat on because he wants him to show him something yeah and then we get that adr of the like um, which again looked pretty obvious. That's not how a kangaroo sounds. Well, yeah. I I wanted to go back just quickly about the um, what he was feeding Skippy because was that cornflakes? I thought it was meat. Oh, uh, you don't feed kangaroos well, meat. No, what? that's why I thought it looked like dog food. Don't like or dog meat. food. No, yeah. I think it was like a. It looked like cornflakes to me, but 
it could have been like some kind of fruit chopped up. But, what do you feed a kangaroo if you encounter one? Uh, I'm Kill like it. I'm assuming fruits and vegetables are fine. Um, they'd probably really like them because they'd just be eating grass most of the time. But I was yeah. thinking though, also the um, there's some really cute shots where like Sunny comes out and the possum like looks up because the possum has started eating the food, and then it's like, like, ah, <laughs> uh, and then um, and then uh, Sunny just runs off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get back to it. Sunny runs off yeah. into the raincoat, and and that raincoat. Do we want to talk about the head? Oh, I quite liked it. I was like, "Well, that's a <laughs> lovely little child's raincoat." Look, look, it actually looks like sixties efficient, and it sort of looks like the um, you know, like the Chernobyl hazmat suit, except without a. It's just got an open hole for facial. the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it was really dorky because he just doesn't – he could not wear that well. You can't be cool in that thing. <laughs> no, but he could have, like, helped the woman in the bush and cleared some asbestos later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great for that. But as I said, very, it looks very useful. Like, I think that would keep your head damn dry. Yeah. Sonny follows Skippy into the bush, and they just find the raincoat. So at this point, Sonny thinks Skippy has trolled him and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And but you know, and then I was worried because I didn't want to see these two fighting anymore. No. But they they suddenly see a dancer trying to seduce a lyrebird, which is a bit Andy Warhol for Skippy. And this is like the first unusual element of the series. It's just a more surreal episode at that point. Yeah, I was really like, this is when I was like going, ah, sixties, yes. And um, so I think that that sort of fits perfectly with the whole thing, because if you're a dancer, you come out into the bush in the middle of nowhere while it's raining and you start dancing with a bird. But it was, yeah. it was very, spec- I thought it was very spectral the way she was in that blue. Doing the ballet. Oh yeah, yeah. When he comes upon her, yeah, and it's still it sort very... of misty. There's still the smoke around, yeah. and and she's doing this sort of Swan Lake type thing, which I think they were going for like an Australian Swan Lake, but it's a lyrebird. A lyrebird, yeah. yeah. And I think it was one of those things where they're dancing in the '60s. It's like, why doesn't Skippy dance anymore? The see, <laughs> like just just the weird dancing of. Oh uh, yeah. Can I ask yeah. you, Ashwin, something about that woman though? Because last yeah. week we let everyone know that Sunny is going to finally have. A human friend his age. Oh yeah, but she she's was not. not his age. No, she was like a teenager. I know. Yeah, well, I think she. Oh, sorry. I think I felt like she was like not quite a. I think she was like you know sixteen, seventeen, or something. I thought you were about yeah. to say lyrics to a Britney Spears song, then, Johnny. She was not quite a girl, but not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what out, I was sort of guessing. Yeah. So it turns out she's a method ballerina who had come to the bush to view an actual lyrebird for a lyrebird audition. Her name yes. is Lisa. So she's our first guest actress. Lisa, as I said, played by Gita Rivera, is watching the lyrebird perform because she has an audition for a lyrebird ballet. Yes. And she described a lyrebird because it's a very interesting looking bird. It is an interesting bird. Now it's known for mimicry and I think it has a beautiful song as well. Yes. It just moves in a very strange way, which is why she had to do this method ballerina thing because you know this probably this is before google and today she would have just googled the whole library youtube back yeah. in the 60s yeah she had also, to go out and find them. also um let's not talk about the complete obvious one that you know that's there would be a zoo with a blyber there somewhere <laughs> so she could have easily gone to a zoo yeah what about but, that villain from episode two know, she, she could have just gone to um stark dr stark zoo yeah, exactly <laughs> but now i wanted to just quickly go into the actress now that she's been introduced because she 
was in um, a few things. She was in Bandstand. So she looked like she was definitely a dancer. And the Go Show, which was like, you know, all these musical shows. And I'm assuming she would have been like a background dancer, like 60s, mm. and which is sort of sweet. But then she was also in a movie. And I'm wondering whether you've ever heard of this one, Ash, when they're a weird mob. Have you watched that no. or ever seen it um, or heard of it? No. Okay. So it's like a very well-known Australian movie made in 1966 and it's about an Italian immigrant that comes to Australia in the 60s. And then there was, um, yeah. I was going to say, because I think there was another person in this cast that also was in that movie too. Oh, uh, yeah, that was Nuggets Thompson from, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Another <laughs> very Australian sounding. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, and this is another moment, this is quite pivotal for me, is that Sonny ends up scaring away the lyrebird. Oh, which is yes. The first time, which is the first time I've ever seen him do anything incompetent. Normally he's the mm. competent one. Uh, this is unusual, but he, he messed up for the first time in the season. He's normally too slow to get anywhere <laughs> yeah. in time yeah. to mess yeah. anything up. Yeah, no, uh, he scares it off and she get, she, she's like annoyed with him. Yeah, she is annoyed with him, but Sonny uses his typical trick that he always pulls out every time he pisses someone off. I know a secret place that will fix your problem. Yeah. And he wants to show her his secret place. And they agree to meet the next morning at 6 a.m. Uh, oh, then- yeah. Because they, yeah. they have that big conversation about, like, I know where lyrebirds are. And, like, because Sonny, again, is just, like, totally, like, nah, lyrebirds, whatever. So I see them every day, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really strong shade. Place. You can only really get away with, I've got a secret place where I can fix your problems when you're a little kid. Because I'm a grown man. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> very suspicious. Well, she is asking to, you know, go to where the lyrebirds are so he's just helping yeah. but um yeah, yeah no I, like he's just sort of like yeah so blase about everything so they wake up the next day and matt announces that a man named sir john banks is missing and he's quite surprised that sunny doesn't want to help in the search for sir john and sunny is <laughs> yeah, which is quite funny. unusual yeah he's Sorry. just he just presumes he's going to get some child labor doesn't he <laughs> Like, can we send you off alone into the bush fighting this old man, please? Yeah. With your kangaroo? Oh, you don't want to? Oh, what's wrong? (laughs) So, yeah, this was before there was, like, a child labour, child safety organisation. There seems to be the department, which keeps getting mentioned every episode, but it obviously doesn't handle um, child protection. So let's move on with the episode. Before we go to the next scene, I was going to say, before that happened, we also saw something helpful with Skippy, which was Skippy actually carried the clothes to give back to the woman. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was just a nice little, another example of Skippy doing something very mm. human-like. Also tying up all those loose ends that yeah. the writers forgot about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there in case anyone had any thoughts about yeah. that. Well, Skippy did dress herself up in diving gear in episode two, mm. so yeah. she does have a bit of a cosplay obsession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with humans. Yeah. 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 She definitely yeah. likes dressing up. Yeah, that's true. If she was a human, she'd probably be a drag queen or like <laughs> That's why she became an actor. Okay. So she could be forced into these uh human clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then what happens is they meet Sunny and Skippy, meet the dancer, and they venture off to find the liar This is the next morning around six AM. Oh yeah. And now they eventually find it, and it looks to me to be ancient stock footage. 
Um, what, so it must be quite a rare bird to film. What did you guys think about the My Bird expose? Yeah, yeah, that was one of the moments where I laughed out loud, especially the first one where it had the one where it ran off, you know, how she was dancing in the beginning. And so yeah. when it cut... Yeah, when we saw the live bird for the second time and it was like proper footage for at least over 10 seconds, I was like, this is hilarious. Because, yeah, it is from like at least 10 years before and like film, like very like, you know, grainy, grainy uh, film and um, not in focus as much. And, yeah, yeah, scream stock footage. Skippy swam to go find that bird, by the way, if we remember. She swam to lead them to the bird. Lee, you're noticing all these subtle elements of Skippy's life. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right because they had to walk over a log. I'm just, I've got the video up too, and um, they had to walk over a log, and Skippy swam across the river. There was a, the, and the, they, there was a log over the river, and they walked over the log. Yeah, yeah. sort of. So, She's mm. a very versatile animal. Okay, so then the dancer tries to seduce the lyre bird, like she did at the start of the episode, <laughs> and the lyre bird starts coughing like an old man. And, <laughs> which might have been a positive sign. What did you think about the library cop? Uh, it definitely that that was the exact. I, I didn't know whether that was meant to be. <laughs> well, do you know, like the whole thing funny. of like us, like I was just like, oh, what what note did I put here? I was like, um, like finally, like because the foley artist, like because you know how we were having these issues with the. the oh yeah. The and, yeah. and then, like, finally, the foley artist is like, "Fuck yes, it doesn't like you know, it doesn't matter at all." Yeah, I can do any oh. sound I want. But that was a pretty interesting. I mean, yes, it was hilarious. And then, but then the reveal that you know, yeah, these these lyrebirds spelled L. I think it's L Y R E. Even though I'm yeah. guessing that. Would you say liar had that double meaning because people think it's not really what it sounds like? Well, it's no, lying about it's, 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 Yeah, no, that's what I thought when I was a kid, but it's because their feathers look like a, a liar, like an instrument. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or I could, or we could be com- all completely wrong. Yeah, um, but it was interesting. Like it was a, it was a definitely an important piece for two reasons. One was to let the audience know these birds can mimic any sound that they want. Yes. And two, it connects to the story that his dad told him, which was that there's an old man missing. And so this coughing yes. bird, unless he's a shape-shifting old man, <laughs> mm-hmm. probably, uh, yes, a connection to this. I mean, that movie. would have been perfect. That would have added another surrealist element. If, yes. Well, it would have turned it into like a Star Trek episode, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, this is where it starts getting interesting because she does the dance. And the dance is like... A thing in itself like you definitely have to have a look at that because it's sort of like very interpretive very 60s and and it's actually pretty good yeah and then like it's really funny too because then it's like intercut with this stock footage of this this bird but then lisa sort of deducts that oh it must be the bird must have heard the person and then they start following the bird because the bird starts walking off Mm. I like that. So they both kind of solve the problem together, which is good. Yes. You know, it makes the story a little bit more interesting. So they now, so now they know something's up, which is good. So now Matt and Sonny's missions are starting to coalesce because mm. of this. And, and it's so. Did you want to say something? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just going to say. Also, it's really funny because I was like, as soon as the lyrebird did the old man coughing thing, I was like, that's an old man coughing. And then Lisa immediately says, it sounds like an old man coughing. And it's just like, you know, it's just like. Yeah. Oh. It is an old man coughing because I always thought it was a, I thought it was a mistake. Anyway, yeah. So um, Lisa's dialogue reveals a, an 
maybe a too much knowledge and a couple of points in mm. this season. So maybe that's one epi- one example. There's another mm. one later in the episode, which I'll mention to you guys. See what you think. Yeah. Okay. So then they, they go for a little bit of a walk to follow the coffee, well, to see where the person might be. Yeah. And they find a rock wall uh, and then the scary clarinet music begins and they <laughs> climb up this rock wall that they believe John Banks is to John Banks is likely to be at the top of. Yeah, there's and there's a really long rope that doesn't look very good for climbing. But this also ties back to the major storm we had at the start of the episode. So John probably slipped in some of those heavy rains. Yes, yes, it's all coming together. I didn't realise that. And there's a few shots of them sort of like almost slipping, but not yeah. quite. Um, yeah, at least they're helping. Tense shots. Tense shots of them climbing that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I was tense there. But they make it up to the top and then they find Sir John Banks unconscious up there. And that's actually two unconscious people in one episode, which is a little bit <laughs> heavy for Skippy, I thought. So and, starting us. Yeah, sorry. And, and sorry, also Skippy can't get up the top too, obviously, because she can't, she's not that clever where she can climb ropes yet. That's, she's not. We've These found, we've found, we've found um, one of Skippy's weaknesses, can't climb okay. ropes. We've seen Skippy jump. Yeah, like 50 metres or something. I wouldn't have been surprised if she super jumped up there. Yeah, like she could do it if she wanted to. But Let's talk about that secret message with the twig, Ashwin. Well, what I thought about this is it's so unusual that Skippy, that Sunny, never just carries around a pen and notepad. (laughs) (laughs) Send these bloody abstract hieroglyphic messages to Matt. (laughs) That's like... Just seems a little inefficient for communication. <laughs> yeah, just a pencil <laughs> and, yeah. and a piece of paper. Like, Don't worry. All I need is a pashmina scarf and three <laughs> twigs arranged in 180 degrees and our whole problem will be solved. And that specifically means come. I've found yeah. something. Uh, yeah. Instead of a message that specifically says what's wrong. And- exactly. This is why I'm never at school. I've developed an entire alternative language throughout my childhood. For those who haven't seen it, Ashwin, what was this twig? Okay, so what happens is Sonny asks for Lisa's expensive scarf mm-hmm. and then he rips it around yeah. this twig. He didn't mention that, by the way. He just said, can I borrow your scarf? I don't know if she <laughs> knew he was destroying <laughs> no, it. Just, he just yeah. takes it yeah. and starts using it to wrap around the stick. Yes, that's true. He's got those bush manners. He doesn't... <laughs> uh, then he wraps it around the stick and says something along the lines of, this will get us help. I don't remember the exact words he used, but yeah, what did you think about that message, Lee? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so I think he, he takes the stick, he breaks it in three places. I definitely thought it was interesting that he ruined the woman's scarf, which he rips pretty much right in front of her. And then, yeah, it basically makes the stick into like a triangle and then throws it to Skippy to say, you know, take this to dad because he'll he'll know what it means. We we also get, and I always talk about this every episode, he picks it up, <laughs> yep. puts it in her pouch and then hops back to the house. But I thought, again, the insert yeah. shot of the kangaroo hand. That definitely did. It's, you know, it's different. I guess it would have been a, a practicality of having a pen and pencil may not have been as interesting. So Yeah, exactly. And it's also possible that Matt can't read English. And <laughs> yeah. can't read he can only read sticks. Yeah, he's just grown <laughs> up in the actual bush his whole life. And so Skippy runs off with the message, which feels a little bit sharp for her pouch, but she does it anyway. She runs on and she takes it. Now, maybe you guys can clarify what happens next because I was a bit weirded out by this. She mm-hmm. takes it to a blonde woman who doesn't yeah. understand the twig language. No. And who she, goes on to, she goes on to gaslight Skippy, <laughs> gaslight Skippy saying, you do collect some funny things. It's yeah. horrific behavior given what's at stake. But... Yeah, no, this was funny. And the fact what that we don't know, I was like, 
is this, oh, this is the doctor. And then yeah. she doesn't speak in an accent. She's English and she's a different lady. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, and, but she's living in the caravan yeah. that that German doctor that from the couple of episodes ago was in, who yeah. drugged herself and got lost. Very similar <laughs> episode about getting someone lost. And yeah, so she answers it. And now this is Clancy. Mm. Now, uh, Clancy Merrick is in like quite a few episodes played by Liz. Lisa, 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 sorry, Lisa Goddard. So it's like she's they've just introduced her by this. We've never seen her before, but we're supposed to think that we've this is a regular cast person, basically. Or, or the other alternative is that it is actually episode 12. And in the other episodes before that, we I've been lied to about IMDb or um, Wikipedia. But Wikipedia, they've yeah. actually got them all wrong. Yes, because I thought the same thing. I mean, it made sense. Look, he technically Skippy did go to the house first and it was empty. So that's when she's then gone and said, okay, well, who else can I give this triangle stick to? And that's when, yeah, the caravan. It was definitely the Dr. Steiner caravan. So we have this weird interaction with the woman and she doesn't help. She she gaslights Skippy. And then we cut to Mark. Mark is in the helicopter and he hasn't been able to find John Banks. So there's a little bit of tension building around to John Banks. Are we going to get to him in time? So that's nice. It's building a bit of dramatic tension for us. And then we see Skippy touching a whole bunch of knobs which is a weird part of the show. What message is she trying to send? Can she use a radio device? What is this about? Okay, let's let's break this down. Let's yeah. break it down. Okay, so what happens is we have this whole... Sorry, we got distracted by Clancy because we were just so like, who the fuck is this lady? So yeah. um, Skippy tries to get this help from Clancy. Clancy's like, oh, you're crazy, gaslights. And then Skippy goes into the house. Matt comes home. And when Matt gets... In the house, he looks into the radio control room and then, like, it's got Skippy at the controls fiddling the knobs. And yeah. uh, does, does, um, does she have the microphone? Yeah, does she, she's got the microphone little speaker there. It's clicking. She's going. Well, that is Morse code. She could actually. This is the thing. And I was just, yeah, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I laughed out loud um, and it made me laugh for a good minute. I think, um, and uh, yeah, it was probably the highlight of the episode. And I think that's the reason why I said this is one of my favourite episodes because it was yeah. just like, well, this... what? And then, and I'm oh, yeah. sorry, I wanted to also just say that Matt like comes in and he's just like, he doesn't like react like we would. He's just like, oh, Skippy, get out of there. Yeah, like you've been told not to use the wireless. You've been told not to uh, make make friends with random truckers on the (laughs) on the radio (laughs) before, Um, and so he's just like whatever. Like I love how just day to day this shit is for these guys. Um, I want to live in a world where this is just like Skippy, get off the two way radio and stop calling for help. Um, (laughs) You know what you did last time. We ended up in a swingers party, um, six truckers. Um, so I actually think this also reinforces our theory that we had a, a few episodes ago that Skippy is the reincarnation of Sonny's mum. Yep. And maybe she spent the early years of her career as a phone operator mm, or something. Mm. Or maybe she was the, the um, helicopter radio control. You know how the cops have the person, you know, control and they yeah. would uh, sort of direct things from the ground um, yeah. from the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why she has a strong sense of justice. Because she was trying to get the radio, and I was really hoping there was a shot to the chopper and them going, 
what's going on? It's like yeah. just, just clicks over the radio. Yeah. <laughs> from, a, from a practical point of view, I do want to mention this time they did look like real kangaroo hands that someone was yes. probably puppeteering, oh, but they did yeah. look, yeah, they did look they were, real that time. They that were mashing good. those hands into those knobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. They realised this was a pivotal scene. You can't we, miss You can't fake this. Yeah. yeah. We, can't, we can't fake a kangaroo using a radio, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we need to make this as realistic as possible. It's kind of mixed messages though because he talks to Skippy like it's a child like oh you know you're not meant to be in there playing around with this stuff but at the same time he also has to appreciate skippy has probably saved so many people that it's kind of a bit of a mixed message it's like well do you think that skippy is a valid member of your team or is it just a child that you just need to stop interfering with the grown-up mm-hmm. stuff yeah and exactly when when does his trust just become absolute yeah with skippy yeah yeah he should realize that Skippy was probably trying to send a message, not start a podcast or something. It's not every day that you'd see a kangaroo on a radio trying to call for help. So if you do well, see it, probably a and, signal something important happened. Yeah. And now you've yeah. just given me the, the you know, basically the photo we need to have for our podcast too. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I think also, and Matt comes in and... Um, uh, to Skippy on the radio and then immediately like, you know, scolds her and then comes out and immediately picks out the little um, triangle twig wrap yeah. thingy that message from Sonny and then gets straight onto the radio and starts talking to the chopper. Mm. Yeah, now this actually taps back to the earlier thing where um, Sonny thought Skippy had trolled her, leading him to a jacket. So mm. they create a little bit of tension, but they resolve tension very quickly in this episode. I think, you know, they treat the audience as quite fragile. They're like, they can't <laughs> tense for too long. Absolutely. No, it's almost like they treat them like children. Um, <laughs> uh, except the long way home. They didn't do that. Um, <laughs> that was a horror. Uh, that was horrible. Yeah. I also want to posit the other theory. Maybe Skippy was just taking love songs and dedications. And <laughs> so then Matt finally gets the message and yep. he realizes now that Sonny is close and yep. maybe with Sir John. Yep. Then we see Sir John wake up back in the top of the cliff and Lisa refuses to leave his side, telling Sonny, oh, she wouldn't have gotten the audition anyway, <sighs> and, which is a nice moment. In the episode, she, which is, yeah, she lacks, but she lacks self esteem. I thought, <laughs> yeah, that was the sad part. But you also got to see the true character of Lisa and how, like, I'm like, I just from that moment onwards, I was like, I hope we see Lisa again. I know we won't, but I was hoping we would. Yeah, because up to that point, she's just been this weird interpretive dancer. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, you like, who is this weirdo dancing with birds in the middle of the bush? Um, But then she's actually knows her priorities, um, knows when it's time to rescue an old man in the bush, and when it's time to audition for a ballet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Uh, and Sunny at this point is not sure why they haven't gotten any help yet. Oh yeah. he then risks the bushfire to send a smoke signal to the crew, something he would have narked on other people for. And <laughs> yeah, has we've seen him do it episodes. Mm. Yeah. And, and he goes uh, full bush where he gets the bark. And, and I'm, this is, I'm pretty sure this is a way to start a fire. This is how you do it. You get some bark and you sharpen a stick and you get some grass and then you just start, you know, Rubbing doing the... On, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think, uh, like, there's some practical lessons in here too. And he yeah. does it really quickly. So it works, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. come on. There was no editing to make that look faster. That was <laughs> real time. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. surprised that Sunny didn't ask Lisa if she had another scarf that he could use to start a fire with. Or... <laughs> just light it on fire and just... just... Yeah. But it yeah. worked and, because and... the smoke did actually reach the chopper. You know, Matt knew, okay, Sunny's found Sir John. Yeah. So we're starting to find out more about our characters at this stage on the top of the cliff face, yep. which is a nice place to do it in all of that adversity. So um, they, the yeah. crew gets the smoke signal, the mm-hmm. chopper arrives... Mark is notified that, that they've found Sonny, and so he's on the way to help. Yep. And then the team Interestingly takes that a... Ma- sorry, sorry, in- Interesting that Matt, who was in his car following the chopper, reached the cliff at the same time. So it didn't seem to matter if it was chopper or car. You still got yeah. there in the same amount of time. And, and also how close it was just to an open road, like dirt road as well. Yeah. Like it just yeah. sort of opened over a big field, open field, with some trees in front of them, and then just like... Uh, a dirt path running along a river, I think, and then a really nice, convenient place for the cars. The ca- <laughs> sorry, the car and the chopper to land and yeah. not have any obstructions. Yeah. And- well, maybe Matt doesn't know what speed he's doing because he can't read, and he needs to be <laughs> he needs a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, the, the speedometer, the barometer is a stick, but he doesn't know what it's pointing at. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe the scarf just... fell off. Yeah. yeah. So so they all turn up at the same time and then they send a stretcher up to Sir John to bring him back to the helicopter. So is there anything you guys noticed on top of the scene? Uh, like when they're well, rescuing him? I sort of uh, noted this one is like Operation Save Sir John because they um, haul up the stretcher and like that is the most dangerous way to get somebody down. And Matt does his manly thing. He goes up goes up the rope and then they secure him like they it's sort of this one of those stretches where it totally sort of just encompasses your whole body yeah and then they sort of do a sort of weird abseil thing where like they have the rope and then they push his body down but then it sort of swings backwards oh i don't know it's just like, well, yeah. it's very there precarious were, there are definitely a few things i noticed like one yeah definitely the like mark being manly climbing up the cliff again and then you know he, he says to sonny well done so he praises his son for the work he's done ties the rope around his waist oh. and then he, he pulls up the stretcher as well oh, and yes. i noticed there was a shot of sir john yeah. coughing again but this time there was no sound and i wondered whether he decided to silently cough because he was really sick of that lyre bird mimicking him all the time so no, he was like, no. the, 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 the lyre bird stole his cough <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, just, he just like doesn't have an old man cough anymore that's no. this is the thing that people don't realize liar birds once they hear they steal that sound they literally <laughs> steal it from you you can never say it again like there's like chainsaws out there that like yeah. people don't think they work but like a liar bird's just stolen <laughs> its sound okay <laughs> yeah so anyone who doesn't know about liar birds just yeah. take that into your next assignment school they will, assignment they will steal your sound <laughs> But I was going to say, when they say, look, we're going to get him to a hospital, and then, you know, together they sort of lower Sir John down, mm. he was lowered down face first. So he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't going to die yeah. from it's being the up there. Didn't kill him the should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks so dangerous because the whole thing is that that thing would swing around and swivel, and that actor, he looks as terrified as he should at the end of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, fuck, thank God, like, on his face. Yeah. Like, he looks half dead already. Yeah. That's not acting, I don't think. No, he died no, from just... a heart attack on the trip down because he was supposed <laughs> to be ahead of him, drop head first. Yeah, that's why we never see him again after that scene uh, in the rest of the episode. Um, so they, they come down, so he finally makes it. And then as a thank you to Lisa, um, Matt offers her a ride in the chopper with oh, Sir yes. John so she can make it to her audition on time. He oh, says, yeah. not, that's not protocol, but we're going to do it for you this time. And then she kisses him goodbye and says, thank you, Mr. Hammond. 
which how does she know his name's Mr. Hammond anyway? <laughs> she just seems to know a little bit too much, this Lisa. Uh, did Sonny say his last name? We'll have to have a look at he it. Did but may- them. He maybe he did them, introduce but... his full name, Sonny Hammond. Mm, uh, so, and yeah, she could deduce that. But also, could have happened off screen. <laughs> you know, yeah. They could have had a big conversation we just don't know about. Yeah, um, true. It's fair. It's, it's not a plot busting uh, revelation. No. But, but um, it's pretty cool, though, that he sort of was re- ready to break the rules. And I like how, like, Lisa blows a kiss at him yeah i thought that was interesting just pulls them out without any explanation yeah i know he's like what the fuck and then yeah it would be funny if the chopper's about to take off too like mm. so that was sort of really funny i thought how um he was sort of willing to sort of sell his brother down the river like that yeah just, he's growing yeah. up that's a sign of puberty and attraction yep. and he's into yep. this girl now and so our little sonny is growing up well, I thought the last scene was where we really saw the... Oh, yeah. They're at breakfast at the house. Sonny's received a parcel. And Matt is pretty impatient to know what it is. I mean, it's Sonny's parcel, but he's like, hurry up, Sonny, open up the parcel. And everyone goes through that parcel. So it's, there's no privacy <laughs> in that house. Yeah, Mark reads the letter, like the card. You know? Yeah, so there's no, no privacy for Sonny. But oh, then I thought it was and- a parcel from Lisa, but it was actually from Sir John. Yeah, there was a letter, though, to Matt... Uh, f- with a newspaper article on it, remember? So yeah. there was a letter for Matt and then there was a parcel for um, Sonny and the letter um, was basically to say that she'd... She'd nailed the debut- part in the play. Yeah, she nailed the part. She did it. But then it was also interesting that the present itself was a camera, like in a developing kit, which was pretty expensive. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I really liked was that she says she's coming back for the scooter. Yes. And sends Sunny love and kisses. And then we had that pretty, it was pretty cute. Like yes. Sunny looking super embarrassed, giggling Working. like crazy. That yeah. pretty woman has. Given... Very, very sheepish. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, still hasn't met someone his own age. And I'd like to see that. <laughs> no. It'll happen one day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, technically, maybe uh, Skippy could be the same age as uh, Sunny if. Yeah. If, his mother died. Reincarnated. And reincarnated in the same year um, yeah. he was born. So yes. there's two roles there. Yeah, like, it, yeah, so it cuts and it has, yeah, really nice little uh, cute ending there. Yeah, I like that. They always aim for a cute ending after a traumatic episode <laughs> yeah. of two unconscious bodies. What did you guys think? Final thoughts before we go to Gum Leaves out of five? Lee? I mean, I definitely thought it was a fun episode. I think it was probably in terms of uh, like it had moments of suspense is definitely the funniest. And, you know, we, we were sort of sounding like we were making fun of the Skippy at the control board but really that was meant to be funny so it wasn't an accidental yeah. comedy moment it was meant to be comical which yeah. i thought that was good that they introduced that we had fleshing out of characters finally we had foreigners who weren't the bad guys so overall i think it was a fairly light episode it wasn't anything too intense no animals mm. seemed to be getting tortured in this one which was a nice change <laughs> yeah. so yeah overall without going yeah. to gum leaves i think it was um it was a good episode Okay. Johnny, how about you? Final thoughts? Well, yeah, no, as I said at the beginning, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, it definitely ticked a lot of buses and yeah, made me laugh probably the most out of all the episodes Mm. so far. And yeah, like as Lee said, that was definitely intentional, but also the context of now as well, it's even funnier. Like I feel like the years have made, improved it even more. Uh, So yeah, like I, I really liked it. And yeah, I liked Lisa as a character. I thought she was really great. And I sort of like was like, this is the team up that you have for the movie or something. What about your um, overall thoughts and then leading into Gum Leaves, Ashwin? Yeah, okay. So I liked some of the weirder elements, like the interpretive dance, Skippy on the radio. For some reason, I still found I wasn't super entertained. Like 
Like, yep. I think my favourite episodes are when Skippy or Sonny are in trouble mm. rather than Sir John Banks, who I'd never heard of, just this random old guy that they introduced. I think I get the most invested in the episode when the main characters are in danger, mm. like when Skippy got kidnapped and ended up at mm. the zoo and she had to do escape. So mm. I think those elevate the drama for cool. me, those episodes. Yeah, whereas if Sir John Bank dies, Sir John Bank dies. You know, it's the same <laughs> as Lucky <laughs> He dies, was he dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think for me, for that reason, for the dramatic reason, I'm going to give it three out of five gum leaves, but a special mention for the quirky scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'll I'll give it a four. Okay, yeah. interesting. So yeah. two, two sort of ends of the spectrum. I can't remember what we've given other episodes, so it's hard to really remember what no. we... I, I know that we thought that that animal cruelty race through the jungle one as, as abhorrent as that part of it was. It we was gave that, I think, the very high. entertaining, yeah. Yeah, so you're giving this one more than that. Um, I don't think you went as high as four for that episode. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, well, like, because I have to take time down. Like, whatever points I took off that was because of the animals the peril. Yes, <laughs> the animals yeah. were put on. So I'll just yeah. I'll mm. say that for justification because this one didn't have any of that, and it did have a lot of really, you know, it did have quite a few nature shots that were really nice, mm. and you know, but otherwise, yeah, I'd say four because I said like I'm sort of I think I'm looking for a specific skippy episodes you know like so to give five so i think this one's pretty close to it i'd have to say but that's my taste i guess yeah i mean i think i'm probably more of a 3.25 maybe um because i liked it but i I think i think you're right ashwin like it wasn't super exciting but it was nice and I, i quite liked the fact that i didn't feel like my stomach was turning because i could see animals in peril so i liked yeah. that part of it but then i suppose story-wise if you take out the fact that they back then they were using real animals in jeopardy i think that the story itself was it was easy to watch but it didn't like grip me so that's where yeah. I think i'm more of the 3.25 yeah that's true i think we're right so not as dramatic but it did have some nice elements like the nature and the dancing in the bush yeah and it's probably also the mood you're in at the time like it was easy to watch and sometimes you just want to see something that's easy to watch and it was that sort of episode yeah yeah absolutely that's it all right so thank you for listening and joining us on the skip it podcast johnny what are we listening to next week okay so we are on to episode seven and i just double checked there is an imbd uh, thing that gives you the seasons and it does have the dates and we are in the right order barring the man from space which is the pilot which comes in in a later episode because they re-edit later so we're going to watch it later but um so the next one will be um dead or alive a mysterious disease threatens to wipe out all life in Waratah National Park, and the Ooh. evidence is Skippy is to blame. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I yeah. assumed so it was going to be a virus coming from Skippy's pouch because of all the random shit they've been putting in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does not clean that shit. Um, <laughs> all those letters. I mean, in this, this particular era of 2021, that's a fairly relevant, well, timely... Yeah, like, uh, I wonder what this, th- this disease is going to be. Is it going to be, like, the disease out of... Uh, Planet of the Apes, where it kills all the uh, pets, and it is in the sixties, so it could be tied to the same universe. But you can know, you it's... imagine if this was it wiped off all humanity, and then this is a tie-in to Tank Girl? How all the Australian oh, yeah. kangaroos became um, mutants, yeah, and able to talk. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, uh, so yeah, something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. See you guys next time. See you later. See you, everyone. Scoopy, scoop, 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 sco